You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder podcast, episode 52, Herbal Medicine, Superfoods, and Medicinal Mushrooms with Yarrow Willard. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Soul and Wonder podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah and Christopher. Hope everybody's doing well today. Yes, yes. And today we have an amazing, short and sweet interview with Yara Willard, who is a second generation clinical master herbalist. Who doesn't want to know more about herbal medicine? He really brings this subject down to earth. And we have a nice little powwow all about plants and how awesome they are. But before we do that, we want to share with you a review, a little love note. And this review was left by Cord Hodnett. And he said, the best thing about this podcast is the wide variety of speakers and topics. Each episode challenges and inspires you on multiple levels. It's evident how passionate Chris, Sarah, and all of the guests are about each topic they are discussing. This podcast is a wealth of knowledge, intriguing discussions, and inspiring truths. Ooh, did you take some time to write that review, Cord? That was beautiful, beautifully put. We love it. Thank you so much. Guys, we mean it. Your reviews really help us out. Please, if you listen to the Soul and Wonder podcast, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us to get this information out to more and more people. So please, if you haven't already, take one minute out of your day to leave us a review. In fact, you can even pause this episode, leave a review, and jump right back in. So, We don't have any updates for you today. We're just going to get right into Yarrow's bio. Yarrow Willard, as I said, is a second-generation clinical master herbalist based in the comics, comics, sorry if I butchered that, Valley on Vancouver Island. Professionally, he is the co-creator of the Harmonic Arts Botanical Dispensary and director of Wild Rose College of Natural Healing. Yarrow is an influential innovator in the Canadian health food industry who has developed and brought to market a number of successful herbal and superfood-based products available both online at www.harmonicarts.ca and in many health food stores throughout Canada. So Yarrow was raised in the ways of natural healing and has a lifetime of experience working with plant medicine, advanced nutrition, and more. As an educator and health promoter, he is highly engaging, dynamic, and super insightful. He delivers much rich and original content focused on the modern-day need to reclaim health and deepen connection with the natural world. Yarrow's talks and classes are always packed with valuable information and concepts, making them well worth attending, even for those already familiar with the topics. Online, he also shares much knowledge around plant medicine through his blog, 100-plus YouTube videos, and active social media presence. This is a lovely conversation that we got to have with Yarrow, and we learned quite a bit from him as well. Some of the topics we covered in today's episode are Yarrow's herbal journey, starting from childhood. He had a very interesting upbringing. 
We are going to talk about plants as educators of communication and adaptability and how plants interact with our biochemistry to not only teach us and heal us, but to even gain information for their own consciousness. Hmm. And we touch on the trepidation some people have regarding plant medicine and give simple ways to incorporate herbs into your life. That is great. And we just love this conversation with Yarrow and super excited to bring it to you. Absolutely. Be sure to stick around to the end for your health tip of the episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are so thrilled to have Yaro Willard on the show with us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. How's everything going today? It's been great. You know, I've just uh, had, a, had a nice day. It's a drizzly West Coast day here. Spring is on, though. I saw some beautiful morel mushrooms for the first time of the oh, year, so man. I'm excited. Nice. Wild foods are, are percolating right now. They're growing everywhere. It's the perfect season for it, and we can definitely get into that because mushroom, the, the fungi family, it's one of my favorites, and there's just so much good stuff there to talk about. So, And where are you living right now? So I'm based on Vancouver Island, um, and here by choice, you know, a transplant from an urban setting to the uh, wildlands of Cumberland, which is a small town, little village feel, about 3,000 people in the mountains on Vancouver Island. It's, it's a nice place. Amazing. So you got the best of both worlds there, really. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of my passions is to access the natural world for hiking, walking, wild harvesting, uh, and just connections. So it's really important for us and our family to be out somewhere where we could touch nature. Yeah, that's a very, very important piece, I think. And I think all of us need to be more connected to nature and more connected to our roots. We've gotten so far from that. And I think we can probably go into that a little bit. But first, I want to start mm-hmm. out and talk about uh, your background and kind of just share your story, how you got into herbalism and everything that you're doing now. Yeah, well, I was um, pretty blessed as a young child. My father was a herbalist and started a herb school called Wild Rose College, uh, which has now gone online and it has been around for the last 40 years almost. But, you know, he had herb students and we'd do plant walks as a kid. And, you know, he'd always get me to talk about my namesake, Yarrow. And so I kind of got into it there. But as a teenager, stepped out of that world, of course, as teenagers do, Mm -hmm. um, coming back full circle to actually do the Wild Rose College program and um, complete the clinical herbalist program, which was a a three and a half year program, and go on to move to the coast and start working with all this plant medicine, um, come full circle. 12 years later, after I completed my herbal program, I then took on the Wild Rose College itself. And so now work as the director for the college as well as have my own herbal company um, selling herbs and superfoods and elixirs and this kind of stuff. Wow. Wow. Do you think that you would have fallen into the herbal world had you not been born into a family of herbalists? It's really hard to say, you know, um, I look at some of the people who did fall into the world of herbal medicine that weren't born into a family like that. And, um, it, it takes a certain aptitude and desire to really like trans translate what you think you want to do into life into, into the herbal path. A lot of people would love to be herbalists and work with plant medicine, but it's hard to bridge the gap from a traditional job set, traditional mindset around education. So Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) 
I could imagine, too, because of the societal conditioning we've all endured about, you know, herbalism being pseudoscience and alternative healing being, you know, bunk and just Mm. (laughs) being able to overcome that and differentiate and then individuate to follow someone's passion into this plant realm, I think is is commendable for those who aren't born into that family. But it sounds like you had a very interesting childhood going on walks in nature. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, um, you know, I ended up, my mom was also manager of a health food store too. So I had that kind of piece as a background and went to, um, once I actually ended up going to school, went to a, a Waldorf education, which is a Rudolf Steiner based the guy who developed the biodynamic farming models, but Mm. also a whole series of educating the human body and being on a, on a kind of natural cycle. So often was put into that natural cycle alignment as a kid. Um, you know, we lived in a teepee for a year almost and, um, had a really interesting time there growing and connecting with the roots of communication. And that's, I think what got me really into herbal medicine wasn't necessarily like learning about healing people. It was actually the fractal mapping language. I know that sounds like a cool pseudoscience word, but um, I've learned that we map communication very differently as humans than the rest of the world does. And I got really intrigued by the way in which plants, animals, uh, and nature communicates. And it's it's not linear, it's fractal. And so this is what really inspired me when I learned some of the maps and I was like, wow, the Chinese medicine map, the Ayurvedic medicine map, the the tongue, the pulse, the eyes, all these diagnostic maps that relate back into a whole natural way of communicating that I think is lost. So that's that's what got inspired in me and even as a young child. Wow, that sounds awesome. And I would love to touch more on that for sure. And just because there's so many different approaches to this world of herbal medicine and plant medicine. And and as you touched on the Ayurvedic approach, the traditional Chinese approach, I mean, you have the Amazonian approach through the mm-hmm. through shamanism, which I feel so deeply connected to um, just spending time down in the mm-hmm. Amazon. And those plants are just, I mean, powerful, powerful. <laughs> powerful (laughs) well there's this concept that the earth grows herbalists in every different Mm. tradition so it finds people especially when they're connected to the natural world yeah and i can uh, i can attest to that myself you know i've been living having lived in africa and living in the in a natural space of a very small village um you know that's really when my interest peaked in into getting into herbalism and um, just being a part of that and nature really speaking to me and um as you mentioned it's not so much about i guess the healing even although herbs have contain many healing properties but it's more of that communication of the subtle energies that interact with your physical vessel and your energetic bodies and everything else <clears throat> and and like as we talk about this it, you can see why people call it pseudoscience because they're like i can't tangibly see that i don't understand whereas i can most people can un- comprehend the a plus b equals c model of al- allopathic uh, mentality but uh the world of plant medicine and holistic health in general uh is a little more well-rounded and you need to incorporate both the mind and the heart in that kind of deeper alignment connection to to even build and grasp on those holistic concepts 
Yeah, I can definitely agree with that for sure. And so your name, your nickname, so to say, is is what people say, the Herbal Jedi. So where where did that yeah. come from? I'd like to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just have been passionate about plant medicine for a long time. And I, I am very much sometimes a, a philosophical type person trying to draw in the macro and the micro relationship which is commonly considered the force, right? Yep. <laughs> and so some friends kept joking about me uh, being a Jedi, a herbal Jedi, just because of the way I would um, was so passionate about deepening our connection to plant medicine. Um, and then I started doing a lot more videos on this and sharing on a YouTube channel, and it kind of stuck. Some people were um, had put that out there, and I thought, yeah, you know what? If you're going to um, fall into one of these kind of categories uh the the jedi path is is a powerful one and it's something that i've been uh, pretty drawn to in general is that fifth element right which is what the force is vitality piranha chi whatever that is the fifth element um and uh, a devourer of levity and a fifth element versus just food mm-hmm. and i think i think um you guys uh do a lot of work with um plants as like food i know the like or at least what I was reading on the kind of more of the vegan approach, I think a big piece of that is eating the vital force of like levity beings, which are what these plants are, you know, and that's, that's a, that's the power that transforms people when they shift from a traditional diet or a traditional mindset to one of a holistic model or a, a kind of vegetarian based. It's, they feel that fifth element. Absolutely. And I think we can definitely add in there about the, um, and again, this may seem woo woo or too esoteric for some people, but also the uh, vibrational properties of food. So the plants are going to be more high vibrational versus some of the denser foods um, that are kind of going to slow your system down. And so eating more of those high vibrational foods, you can see how they interact with you on a very profound level. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I've seen sometimes in the the plant-based or vegan community, a contradiction where people doubt or question herbalism. And I scratch my head when I see that because I'm like, you live off plants. You are living off plants. (laughs) Your vital life force is coming from those plants. Why would it be any different with herbs? They're plants, you know? And so that's why I'm excited to bring you on to talk about that life force that these plants can stir up within the body, the mind, and the spirit. Yeah. Well, I I have this this kind of concept and theory that I've been really playing with a lot lately that that like everything you put in your body is, is like an education system, right? And it's like a college education in the world around you. You learn from the degrees and angles and branching and uh, vitality of the chemistry that you expose yourself to. And so where herbal medicine really like beyond the specific actions that a herb can have, the the literally cataloging the world around you and learning how to build better chemistry based on having more access to raw material and, and uh, uh, I guess information in the form of chemistry from these wild plants, from these diverse uh, beings that have to live in relationship with an environment is is that's part of the profound power that herbalism can really offer people as a literally an education for their body so their body's more adaptable more communicative uh, better immune supported uh, more functional and toned in general absolutely and you know the 
the wild crafting versus large mass scale processing, like all of that seems to have an impact as well in the way that that plant responds and communicates with the biochemistry of the individual who's consuming it. Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, every where the more we we learn, it's interesting because things that used to be considered pseudoscience, they're now starting to prove. You know, uh, even things down to like a plant having a, a a voice. You know, even they're like, well, actually, we can prove different ways in which a plant is using its voice. And plants actually spend more energy on com- communication than we do in our sensory perceptions, they have more, more like uh, genetic material focused and more um, outward facing communication channels than, than animals do. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. That doesn't surprise me though. I just feel like when I connect with a plant, I, I can, there's this just knowing this wisdom that I feel is timeless, especially trees and you know, those very strong rooting plants. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about um, the fact that they can't move the way we can, mm-hmm. they require they require better sensory perception. Like they have to know their neighbors. They have to know the the microbiome and the like mycelium and the bacteria and create stronger relationships with all of these other elements. Even down to the degree where when you put your mouth on a plant, uh, the saliva that you have registers all kinds of information for the plant about who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, in that sense. So, I mean, they, they prove that with a lot of insects. It's amazing the chemistry shift when an insect eats a plant. Uh, but, you know, so there's a lot of stuff like that that I've been really digging into in the last uh, few years and really getting more interested in the intelligence side of um, upgrading our own education in the world through using plants mm-hmm. as a medicine path. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have so much to learn. We have so much to learn from these wonderful, <laughs> wonderful beings. I call them beings. <laughs> so what some are, of them are beans. <laughs> yeah, some of them are beans. <laughs> so what are some easy ways that we can use herbal medicine, mushrooms, superfoods to heal our bodies, enhance our minds and connect deeper with ourselves in the world around us? Well, um, so there's, I'll give you like two, two kind of aspects of plant medicine. Um, really one is like specific action. So you have certain plants that are kind of single directional specific acting. Okay. If I got a cold, I might take echinacea and golden seal and they're going to have a specific action to help antibacterial increase my macrophage activity in my white blood cells and help stop that cold, right? Like that's kind of a one directional approach. Mm. And then there's, then there's these like tonic herbs and then there's these dual directional adaptogenic herbs and medicinal mushrooms, which are more like toning the body and, and, uh, tightening it and helping it have better communication. So those are kind of the two sides we see when we look at the Chinese medicine path, most of the, um, more popular herbs and ones that they like to work with are very gentle and they work on everybody, but they're more adaptogenic and tonic and they're almost like foods. So mostly like for people's sake, I generally tend to put uh, a lot of people working on tonic herbs versus single directional herbs. They're just easier to get the um, benefit of increasing the vitality of the whole being. 
and these are these are the common herbs that people know, like uh, which have become more popular, like the ashwagandhas and the ginsengs and the maca and the um, these kind of these kind of herbs, you know. Mm-hmm. Versus the single directional ones, which. Sure. Yeah. And so with your what you're doing right now with uh, your company, Harmonic Arts, right? Um, what are mm-hmm. you what are you um, providing to people? I mean, are you can you tell talk a little bit about that? Are you providing teas, tinctures, yeah. all of the above? What are you doing? Yeah, well, our, our original um, like kind of business model was bring the herbs and they will come <laughs> and help us figure. I like that. <laughs> and it really it was amazing how um, our community helped us build our, our company in a sense. What we realized is we were actually working more like a bridge for people to have access. And we learned that people like herbs only work if you take them, which is, again, sounds simple, but it's true. Most people don't take herbs and they don't know how to take them or why to take them. And so then they don't work. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you have an easy access, then it works. So tinctures were an easy access for people. And so were teas. But as of the last while, as we have, I call it the blender powered revolution, which is literally the modern day witch's cauldron is people's blender. Mm. Because the access to quality food is, is hard to find, we can get these really nutrient dense ingredients start sticking in our blender. Uh, so we started creating and crafting up uh, what we call like hot tonic elixir drinks. And they're more like superfoods, mushrooms, and herbs combined into a hot drink, a beverage model that somebody can do instead of a coffee or instead of a matcha. And so that's that's been a lot of our focus in the last couple of years is just crafting up like a turmeric golden milk style drink or a mm. medicinal mushroom hot chocolate or a you know kickstart coffee substitute and i think that's my favorite favorite way to work with plant medicine right now is literally blender powered revolution <laughs> i love it i love it and actually we start our day every single day with a uh, nice, chaga hot chocolate nice <laughs> chaga hot chocolate with some cinnamon and cardamom and some mm. vanilla bean and some maca cacao mm. all of that and some full fat coconut milk throw it right in there mix it up it's just so so wonderful to start the day it gives you that nice boost of energy mm-hmm you you guys are are on it. That's and and right there, what you just said was, and to to just try to layer this into our mindset of you you put in your body the plant intelligence of at least five to a dozen super beings. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what what a great way to start the day. Such a great thing. It is. It's it's so energizing. And, you know, obviously there's many other things that we work with as well on a daily basis. But we want to ask you, so what are your favorite uh, daily tonics or elixirs that you like to consume or some of your favorites, a couple of them for people to kind of get on board yeah. with? Well, I want to take one step back and say sure. that because because we live in a seasonal, um, cyclic, uh, transitional world – Uh, We want to be slight flexitarians and Mm -hmm. transition through the seasons with more consciousness around our choices, right? So right now it's spring. And so for me, I'm getting way more into greens right now. And I've been, I mean, I've been blending up nettles because they're in season and I'm making like nettle, nettle everything, or at least a few things, nettles right now, (laughs) but, but I'll get more into these kind of things. And I'm weaning off of my uh, deep root tonics, which I have been doing all winter, which are more so. So each as the seasons go, and in the summer, I'm going to be more into the juices. And I'll, but I, 
to me, it's not intuitive to do cold pressed juice in the middle of the winter. It's intuitive to do a hot tonic elixir. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the summer, it's less intuitive to do the hot tonic elixir. Yeah, it's yummy. And if I'm going to have a choice between that and a coffee, I'm going to take the hot tonic elixir. But more intuitive, I want to start my day with the juice mm-hmm. kind of thing. So so I'm, I am I transition through the year. Starting in September, I consider September my beginning of the year instead of January because seasonally it is the like shifting into the decline season, which then, you know, that's, that's how I, I like to think of my year starting and, and mostly I'm working with my plant medicine through the winter months when, when my body really needs that extra storage chi or energy from those plants. And so favorites of mine are, are definitely the tonic herbs. Like I mentioned, um, I, I really like these days I've been really liking a lot more uh, Eleuthero, which is Siberian ginseng mm, and yep. one called, um, Hishu or Fo Tea. I really love that mm-hmm. plant in the winter. I'm weaning off it now, but um, and then I'm a huge fan of these medicinal mushrooms, especially the reishi, chaga, and lion's mane. So I've been playing with those three, I, I all the time. I and mean, lion's mane is is powerful, and I started you know playing with different kinds of ways of dosing them. Where like uh, a little while ago we did like hero dosing, we call it, which is like okay, it's a tonic safe herb. I really want to experience the chemistry of this plant, so I'm going to hero dose it in a safe environment and take like six, seven, ten tablespoons of lion's mane and see wow. how that affects me. So, so, so what, were any, the, what were the results? I know. I was going to say, do you have any stories? <laughs> well, the lion's mane is really interesting because it lights up the nervous system, right? And it gets the neurons firing and stimulates new nerve cell growth. So macro doses of lion's mane um, have a bit of a euphoric uh, glow effect you know maybe similar to how a microdose of psychedelic mushrooms might have right. sure, right. sure. the macro <laughs> the um the macrodose of lion's mane it's not going to get you high but it's going to slightly alter um your sensory perception because your nervous system is so lit up in that way and it's it's a happy feeling so you get a really low like if somebody's in a kind of mild depression uh this might be a great way to kind of shift them out of that is to sure really take a big dose um, another one like reishi, you know, it's really grounding. So if I'm feeling like super unfocused or scattered or not able to really function, I, I will take a fairly decent dose of reishi. Sometimes I'll do like we do a dual extracted powder. So I'll just stick it in hot water and drink back a tablespoon or two of reishi powder wow. to just before I before I sit down and get into a breathing practice to kind of focus my body again. But sure. I have a question for you. You were talking about the seasons. Do you apply that same system to taking tinctures? Mm -hmm. I I do. Um, I also would apply, I'd overlap that with moon cycles, which is um, I don't like taking a single tincture for longer than a moon cycle. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually, preferably three weeks of a moon cycle. I'll do like a 21 days of a tincture, then a week off. You know, I'll take it in cycles like that. Well, um, because the body gets too used to something and it becomes less effective is one reason. The other one is that I want to keep um, cycling the education that I'm giving my body. Mm-hmm. I find too, too often people find something they like and then they just stick to that. And that's great and all, but uh, outside of your like regime that you kind of we sort of build for ourselves – the world is always changing. Like it's, it's in constant flux. So 
it behooves us to make our regime uh, match that in some ways. So, mm. so you know, I'll, I'll also find that I tend to like this concept of cleanse a little, build a little, cleanse a little, build a little. So I'll be waxing and waning and waxing and waning. And that's like a moon cycle or like a seasonal cycle. You know, I'm cleansing in the spring and cleansing in the fall when it's appropriate and then building up the winter and the summer. I love that. I think that's a wonderful approach. And, and, you know, you did mention about going with the season. So that's almost like a macrobiotic approach. So macrobiotics is something we practiced before we became vegan and um, just eating with the seasons, eating intuitively, balancing the yin and yang energies of the plants. And uh, so it sounds similar to that in regards to just taking herbs. And also knowing what you need in that moment. It's intuitive, intuitive eating, intuitive, you know, taking in of plants. And and it like it just resonates when when you think about it. It just resonates with like, oh yeah, of course I should eat intuitively. If I look at thousands of generations before me, they would say like, oh whoa, this plant is in season. We're gonna eat it. And it wouldn't be like, oh, I'm gonna save those <laughs> nettles until the end of the winter when they're you know stuck in a pot. Although they might ferment and culture them and create a new season for those fermented cultured foods. Yeah, that makes total sense. And now, you know, just with with having be living in in a uh, global society where we actually have access to all the different foods from the tropics and everything, it's hard for people to, I think, adjust to that style of living, um, considering we have all the access pretty much anywhere we live in the world. Totally, but they're teaching their body the wrong message. Like, yeah, here's here's a, a a great little I call them brain hooks, but like little hook is like if I nibble. On a fir tree, just outside of my house, say there's a little, say there's an evergreen tree, I nibble on the fir tree in the middle of winter. I'm gonna get a stronger sense of the chemistry. It's gonna be uh, much more flavorful than if I nibble on it in the middle of the summer because the fir tree has had to beef up its chemistry. It's had to make its essential oils more protective to protect it from that outside environment. So every time I nibble on that fir tree throughout the season, it's teaching me different messages each time through each part of the season because it's flexing and changing with the season so if i go to a new place the best thing i can do to ground my body into the place i'm in is nibble on some of the plants in that local terrain in that local moment where they're having to deal with that environment that teaches me how to deal with the environment too right does that make sense absolutely yeah. i'm gonna be nibbling on all the trees we're travelers we're gonna <laughs> every new place yeah. we go nibble on and, the trees and, and it, it helps you show up um, and your body adapts to that. Whereas if you're nibbling on a banana and it's, you know, you've gone to Iceland and now you're eating bananas, <laughs> your body is not prepared when it walks outside. Mm, that's a very, very good way to put it. I'd like to ask you this for some of our listeners who might still kind of be on the fence about jumping on this herbal train. What would you say to them? Well, I would say that you have to experience it in order to validate it with everything. And so don't take my word for it. Don't take anyone else's word for it. You need to give yourself the opportunity to experience it and then know your own truth. And that's, that's with everything, but especially with plant medicine, if you're, if you're, you know, on the fence and you're not sure, um, it may or may not be right for you. It doesn't matter how much I'm stoked about it. How does your body respond? And that means give yourself the time, take the time and actually say, okay, I'm going to really practice and learn as much as I can about herbal medicine for for a year or for six months. I'm going to try some of these different plants. 
and see how my body responds to them. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's the most important thing because we live in an age of information and there's so much information out there that I think people get a little bit uh, distracted by the information and they, they, they recycle it and regurgitate it as their own truth when it's just not even close. As soon as you get back into the body and you go, wait a minute, how does my body respond to this? Then you know the truth and there's no, no one else can take it away from you. Mm. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. That's wonderful advice. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. So do you have any updates that you'd like to share with our listeners and where they can also find you and keep up with your story? Yeah, well, um, so like I said, I um, now work with the Wild Rose College. So wildrosecollege.com is our um, herbal school where we have a um, a whole clinical um, master practical herbalist programs for people to learn more. And they can just take single courses if they want to just learn about plant medicine. That's a great way to, to find us. I have a personal website, uh, yarrowwillard.com, and um, didn't want to go with Herbal Jedi just in case, you know, the Star Wars people um, <laughs> find me one day. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so yarrowwillard.com is is uh, where I blog sometimes and share. Of course, um, I'm on the social media channels under um, Herbal Jedi, or Instagram is Herbal underscore Jedi. And... Um, our, our sort of mother company that I really love and have grown with my partner, who's also a herbalist, over the last uh, decade is harmonicarts.ca. And that's our um, business that has all of our teas, tinctures, elixirs, mushrooms, superfoods, and more. It's kind of like an online dispensary for access to the highest quality organic plant medicine. Yes, and I recommend all of our listeners go and visit that because I have tried your products and I have spent thousands of dollars over the years experimenting with different types of products. And I will say that yours are some of the best and I really enjoy what you're bringing to the world. So listeners, you hear that? Go on his website, (laughs) get some of that amazing plant medicine and- uh, Have fun with it, explore. Yeah, enjoy that. And remember, you're in, you're upgrading your own body's intelligence when you work with plant medicine. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your message. I am just so happy to you so eloquently put this into words for people, I think, to understand and brought it back down to earth, I think. So I'm excited to hear back from our listeners and see their experience with diving into the herbal world. And we want to thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. What a pleasant human being. I just really enjoyed sharing space with him. Yeah, I really loved his energy, everything he's bringing to the table. So we decided for the health tip of the episode to compliment Yaro's tip on experimenting with herbs and having fun with it. So one of the things that you can do to ensure if these herbs are working with your body in a symbiotic relationship or not is to keep well, a journal. Now, not everybody enjoys journaling. So some of the simplest ways that you can do it is just take out a notebook, write down the herbs that you're exploring, experimenting with, and every single day log when you took it, maybe your intentions behind taking it, and then jotting down some of the effects that you notice throughout your day and over time. So some herbs, you might not notice any significant difference for a little while. That means continuously taking it. 
it and being tuning tuning into those subtle energies the subtle changes remember to pay attention to things not just limited to your physical body but your spirit your mind your emotions your awareness in general So have fun, log your experience throughout the process. That way you can note your progress and see what works for you, what doesn't, and continue to change it up, have fun and explore. Yeah, and again, just make sure you talk with your healthcare professional, especially if you're taking medication. Um, Sometimes herbal medicine and allopathic medication can have some negative interactions due to the chemistry of the allopathic medication. Uh, So just make sure you do talk to your healthcare professional about that. If not, um, you should be good to go. Awesome. And if you have any significant findings, we'd love to hear about your experience. Be sure to contact us on our Facebook page and let us know.